Well, hey there, American Farmsteaders. This is Jenny with the Grimstead Family Farm. And Donna with Hazel Bell Farm. And we are coming to y'all from Northeast Florida as two farmsteaders doing our best to grow our own food and share our experiences with you in hopes that you will grow a little bit of food of your own. Yep. And uh, this week we are going to talk with a friend of ours. But first, we told you last week we'd give you an update on hurricane assessment damage. And we are fine here. Um, it's a weird feeling yeah. to be thankful that the storm shifts and dodge. you dodge it, you miss it, but it, yeah. it hits other people, you know, so yeah. praying for those people, but we're all fine here. Definitely wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah. So yeah. Missed another one. Yep. Okay. Well, this week we are talking with our friend Charlene, who grows microgreens with her company called Square Roots Microgreens. Did I get that right, Charlene? You did. All righty. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Good. Thank you for coming. Um, we, Jenny and I both did a little bit of microgreen growing um, years ago. Do you remember when we did that? Yes, a long time ago. I mean, this was probably about, I would say, seven years ago or so. Yeah, and I remember toting a bunch of boys around in, in a truck trying to get all the, the cheapest stuff we could get to be able to Trying to, to make find it work. the trays. And yeah, and... <laughs> So there's our way, (laughs) the right way. So Charlene's going to tell us about the right way. Yeah. So we have just been kind of going at it for a couple months now. We did a lot of test, you know, test runs and, you know, what have you. So getting all of our supplies together took several months because we're trying to do it all debt free. And so, you know, it takes, you know, this money and time and everything else. Um, But we do have a couple different racks that we're growing on like mm-hmm. the big stainless steel racks. And then we are growing in 10 by 20 trays that we get from Bootstrap Farmer, uh, which we're really happy with them. There's some, well, I can go into that later. Um, but, you know, we we really have just been just going at it slowly just to get our feet wet. Like I said, we did a couple test runs and we grew for some family and friends and we called it market research. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Gave out a lot of samples and we got some customers doing that. So we were really happy about that. And then we are also um, doing a monthly subscription, not subscription, um, sponsorship at a local gym in Fleming Island. And so once we did the sponsorship at the gym, we immediately got customers, um, nice. even though it was just a handful. Right. Um, but then we were like, okay, it's time to go into full gear. And so then we started growing to sell. Okay. And that's been, we've been doing that now for probably, oh man, maybe six weeks, the growing okay. to sell. So nice. we're still very, very new. We have a couple of markets that we've signed up for. Um, we have a market coming up this Saturday. And really, you know, we're not hoping to make a ton of money. We're hoping to get our name out there and let people know yeah. that we're here and we're growing. And um, yeah. How did you get into That's to, really How did you start doing this? Yeah. Like what, what made you yeah. interested in doing this? <laughs> it's kind of funny Fine. because I... Yeah, I had heard of microgreens and I knew the health benefits of them, but I wasn't like, I didn't know everything about them. I just kind of had heard about them. And so my husband and I, we were in Savannah for our anniversary this past March and we love going to farmer's markets. And I was going to meet somebody for my other business that I do that I had met online and she does markets there. So I'm like, oh, we're going to be there. I'll come and meet you. And there was this guy selling microgreens and I'm like, we have to stop. I need to hear. But he was so busy talking to people. Mm-hmm. that we didn't have a chance to talk to him, but I was just like, 
we need to look into this. Like for us, we weren't thinking about it for selling. We were thinking about it just for our own health and wellness. And so on the way home, I kind of was doing a little bit of looking up online. And then the following day, uh, Monday, I immediately was like, okay, who has information? TikTok. Right. <laughs> Social media. Right. I'm like, right. I'm just going to put microgreens in and see what comes up. And it was inundated with people growing microgreens to sell. And we hadn't even thought about that. Okay. And so then I did other research and other platforms and YouTube and stuff like that. And of course, there's a podcast for everything. So of course, there's microgreen podcasts out there. So we just started like learning everything we could about growing for to sell growing to sell and my husband and I we have always wanted to do something together and we've not really found what we can do together to get I mean he obviously still needs to work but maybe two to five years being home you know that kind of thing um so anyway so we started small we bought a few seeds from a a well-known online seed company and we just started really small with a few different kinds because we didn't want to go nuts and buy all these different varieties of seeds and then it not work, right? That's the opposite <laughs> of what I would do. But I, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Troll. So I, think yeah. We, I think we ended up buying five different kinds, which I still thought was a lot, but we didn't buy them in yeah. bulk at that point. We we're just kind of buying small amounts. Mm-hmm. Right. We did our test. We did our test runs from those, and really, we're just like, wow. And and not so much, wow, like this is so easy, like, wow, it is amazing to watch these little seedlings that you put weight on, right? And you, you stack them and they have 15 pound weights on top of them. And yet you, to watch these like little seedlings push up on that weight and you go and check it the next day and you're like, oh my gosh, like, it's just, it never gets old ever. That is so cool. Wow. Yeah. I am still, I'm still just like, we were um, taking care of them this morning before we got busy and, um. I forget which one it was. We have a couple that are still under weights because we have a market on Saturday. So we have some out of weights, some under lights and some still in weight. And um, I think it was our radish. We're growing radish well, along with others. But I was like, wow, it just amazes me. Like they'll be ready to come out of weights tonight because they just push up. Like you wouldn't think that they're that strong, but it's just amazing. So, okay, Charlene. That is so cool. That is very cool. I <clears throat> anything is so exciting but you're talking about these weights like like we know what you're talking about <laughs> I, I had no idea that there were weights involved yeah in so yeah. we didn't actually do no we, <laughs> we did, did we zero. did like sprouted grains maybe, yeah is what you could say <laughs> and it was really it was for chicken feed was what we were doing yeah. in the past so so yeah tell us tell us then um like what are these what are these weights what are you talking about? Okay, so when you so when we plant a ten by twenty tray, we're weighing out our seed. We make sure that it's pretty uniform every time, and we've you know done a little test here and there, of adding more or less, whatever. Mm-hmm. Once you so add your, are you add, growing in the soil or soil less? No, we are growing in in a soil medium. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I didn't interrupt you. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, there's some people that do and some that don't, and there's different okay. mediums, and it's just kind of like mind boggling. But we found something that works for us. Um, anyways, um, so in, after you have planted your 10 by 20 tray, you tamp it down a little bit. And then you put another tray on top with a concrete 15-pound uh, paver, essentially, that you can get at any, you know, home supply store, whatever. Okay. Right. Yep. And um, so I think, heavy. I know. Yeah. And what That's that right. does is it helps your seeds to germinate, but it helps them to root down. 
So they're going to, instead uh, of just uh, sitting there, their roots may be going haywire, they're going to be going down into the soil. Because it's, it's essentially what's happening is it's like if we were to plant in the ground and we put soil on top of those seeds, they're going to, their roots are going to go down. So it's adding the weight to get the roots to go down. And okay. so, um, and we, we leave them underweight for about three days. It depends on just like how it's like carrots. It's like, exactly, it's like how we start carrots. That's for the garden. exactly okay. what I was just thinking. Yeah. Carrot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so once we notice like, okay, they're germinating well and you know, they're ready to come out of weight, we take the weight off and then we put them in blackout for about two days and blackout. What that does is it helps the, the, um, the greens or whatever the stems to really kind of get leggy. So it helps okay. them to be a little bit taller, yeah. a little bit stronger because they're really trying to fight to get up to the light. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, so if, if we, and we've, kind of forgotten at times to put them in blackout, like during our tests, and they're just so thin and so like, uh, you know, right. so okay. it really does help them to go into the blackout. And then some, some species you don't need to do blackout because they're all, they're going to be tall already. Mm-hmm. So if you know, you have a really tall microgreen, then you skip blackout because they're already going to be super big. Like so, say like, like a broccoli or something like that. Like a pea, a pea would be, although we do, we still put them in blackout for a little bit, a day, you know. Um, So, and then after they go, so there's about three days waits, two days of blackout, and then we put them under light. And so, and everything is in a temperature controlled room in our home that's empty because now we're empty nesters. So we have space. (laughs) So so you can open another business. (laughs) Yeah, we we told our son, guess what your room is becoming. Uh (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, so we have a temperature gauge in there with the humidity um, control. So we know like we need to keep the humidity under a certain uh, percentage so we don't have mold. Um, mm-hmm. We have fans running in there to to um, make them think that it's windy or breezy outside. So you're trying to just, yeah. you know, make them think that they're outside growing. Yeah, yeah, it's just like how we, st- when we mm-hmm. start our seeds for the garden when we yeah. start them indoors in the first for spring gardening. Yeah, we, we want them stressed a little bit at the right times, and then we, yeah. we want to bake them at the right times. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Sean grows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is amazing to me. But uh, some microgreens grow faster than others. And when we first did our first test, and we planted everything on the same day, thinking we're going to harvest on this day, and we totally weren't thinking like, oh, these are going to be done like three days before the others. And so... We got that all worked out. But, so um, you have a rotation, a constant cycle yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, so we're still kind of working out. We have a couple of customers that are on subscription services. And so, you know, in my mind, I'm, I have a calendar and I'm always trying to think, okay, am I planting this on the right day? And I need it by this day. And, you know, there's always going to be a variable, like mm-hmm. conditions aren't perfect. It might take an extra day or it might be ready the day before. And, you know, so. Yeah. That's cool. Wow. So how many different varieties are y'all growing right now? So we're growing five, but we're still working on two others. So we have pea and sunflower, which are fast growing, really crunchy, you know, thicker varieties, more dense. Mm, okay. And then Sounds we good. have, yeah, and the pea <laughs> no. tastes just like a snap pea. It is mm-hmm. amazing. And then, um, and sunflowers have like a nutty flavor to them. They're really great in salads. And then we're growing broccoli, a spicy salad mix. Um, and then we're growing radish. And radish is like my absolute favorite. I think it's one of our most popular ones as well. Really? Okay. Is it spicy? It, 
No, not really. No, it might have like a little bit of a spice to it, but it tastes just like a radish. And I'm not like a nice. big fan of radishes. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I never was either until we grew them at home. And what's kind of weird. Yeah. It's like you don't you don't know what you like until you have it for real, like the real right. deal, the fresh deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's so, interesting. And all, and all of our seeds are heirloom. They're all non-GMO. Some are <laughs> organic. Some are not. Um, we're going to eventually get all organic, but we're just trying to use up what we, what we have. And then we're also working on cilantro, which is very hard to grow as a microgreen. Um, we failed it our first time. They're not easy. They take a lot of time to grow. They don't like a lot of water. And so it's like this fine, you know, you just have to cilantro figure out the dance. plant is pretty fragile. I, I have found it's pretty finicky. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't like anything too hot, too cold, too, yeah. it's, it's becomes yeah. to everything. I tried it, it once unsuccessfully. Yeah. yeah so the cilantro though, I'm super fascinated in that. That Yeah. The cilantro is so pungent and so just, I, okay. So since I, I got COVID a couple of years ago and it changed my taste buds for a few things and cilantro is one of them. I used to love cilantro and I can't stand it anymore. Oh no. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> but I still, but the funny thing is, is I made some salsa with um, some microgreens that we had left over and it was so good. And I told my husband, it's weird because it doesn't have that same like ick factor to it for whatever reason. And it could just be that, you know, I don't know. I grew it. And so I like it. I don't know. It's weird, but it does. It, my husband loves them. My you know, people that eat them, love them. We're actually growing a tray for somebody right now. And um, they're just, they're, in my opinion, they're so much more flavorful and just, they're amazing. So yeah. can you, can you use any kind of seed to grow microgreens? I mean, like, could you no. do, you, okay, no. So that's like, no. when you said so, cilantro, my, my mind started turning for like, I wonder if you could do parsley and you know, what, what yeah. can you do? So you can't like basil microgreens are very popular. A lot of people do basil. I've not tried them. That's not something we've done yet. Um, but you can't grow your nightshades as microgreens um, mm, because yeah. of the, the poisons and the toxins in that early stage. So that'd be like your peppers, tomatoes, potatoes, you know. Um, but everything else you can for the most part. I feel like I keep yeah. saying it over and over again. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fascinated that you have yeah. figured this out. Um, a little bit. Yeah. We're still working on it, but I feel like we've got it down for the most part, you know? Yeah. 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 So why, why would somebody <clears throat> want to, um, you hear it's good for you. Like you said, like, I know it's good for us. We gotta, we gotta get it. We gotta try that. We gotta go talk to that guy about it. But what are the health benefits? So microgreens contain up to four to 40 times more nutrients than their adult counterparts. So, so, um, Broccoli is one of the ones that are like up to 40 times more. So if you think about that, I mean, that's huge health benefits yeah. right there. They are full of vitamins, full of minerals, which so are, you know, the adult counterparts to microgreens. You're just getting them at a, at a much more um, denser, I don't know, I guess, state when they're that microform. Yeah. I've, I heard somebody say once that, um, you essentially have the full nutrition of the full mature plant in that small little form. Hmm. Right. And so it's all the nutrition that it'll have over the whole plant life. Hmm. Right. Right. And if you think about, 
Yeah, and you're eating more than one little sprout. You're eating a bunch of sprouts at once. I mean, right. you're getting a huge amount of vitamins, mineral, polyphenols. I mean, it's great for people that are suffering from um, inflammatory diseases. There's been a lot of studies that show yeah. that certain microgreens can help with anti-inflammatory and other issues. It can help people that are diabetic, um, especially the, the broccoli is a big, uh, has, there's been a lot of studies done on the broccoli microgreens for people that mm. are diabetic. So it's, it's pretty amazing. That is so cool. This is is so exciting that y'all are doing this too. And like Donna said, like you figured it out, like, yeah, that is so cool. So like how many trays are you doing at a time? You said you have a couple of racks. Yeah. So we have two racks and we can essentially grow 16 trays per rack, which we're not doing. We only have 20 trays right now because the trays are not cheap no I just bought some bootstrap farmer trays as well and um, I'm not sad about spending the money on them but they did it was a little bit of an investment Um, but the quality is just top notch they are really good we we buy the heavy duty because if you're uh, we feel like if we're going to buy them we're going to pay the money to get the good stuff. So yeah. for every tray that you grow, you have to have one, your your tray that you grow in has to have holes. And then the tray that it sits in has to not have holes, obviously, because you're going to yes. bottom water. And then mm-hmm. you have to have a tray to put on top. So you need three trays for every, you know, one that you're going to grow and right. it just adds up. And so we were, we were preparing for this farmer's market and we were kind of, okay, we, we have this many trays because we're growing for people too. And so what do we have left to, to grow? And I was almost kind of freaking out, like, oh my gosh, are we going to even have enough to take, which we, we do, but I wanted to take more. Um, and so, you know, then, and then as we're planting, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought I had this tray and that tray. And he's like, no, let me show you. And I'm just like, oh, it's like, because they take trays. three. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we are going to buy more trays. So hopefully with this market on Saturday, we make enough to buy more seeds and more trays. That's our goal. Yeah. And then we'll just keep going. And then you said you're growing in soil. So mm-hmm. what is what does that look like? Like, I mean, like it, what's your rotation for your soil? Like how long are you keeping that soil in that tray for? And it is like, a one and done. It's a one and done. It's wow. a one so do you done. have you started a compost pile for We don't compost. What do we do is we take them to my mother-in-law who gives them to her chickens because Mm -hmm. the roots and everything, I mean, the root system is amazing on these, you know, you can like just peel the whole thing out. Um, So we take them to my mother-in-law. She gives them to her chickens and I get eggs. So it's a good return on my investment. (laughs) And then we have another customer who has chickens that I've given some for her. So um, at some point in time, we've thought about doing the composting. Some people have said, and you'll, you'll see in the microgreen community, sometimes people will say, well, you can cut and regrow. Well, you can on some varieties, but every time you do that, so like pea, for instance, mm-hmm. excuse me, you can cut your pea and let it grow and it'll continue to grow. But every time you do that, you're getting less and less nutrients in that microgreen. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That soil is so, depleted a little bit more every time. Yeah. We don't <laughs> do use you- any kind of fertilizers or anything like that because you don't need to because it's such a short growing cycle that was my next question okay (laughs) yeah 
So if somebody wanted to start doing this on their own, because we, we hear all the time, you can grow anything anywhere. You can do something like that's the, yeah. and that's something that we say, like you can do yeah. something in the homesteader yeah. mindset. Right. So if, if, um, somebody wants to start a countertop microgreen, something by their kitchen sink thing, what would be like the, the minimum they would need to be able to grow a tray of greens? You can use anything from a takeout tray to, you know, a Rubbermaid tray, put a little bit of soil, just make sure you have drainage, you need drainage in the tray. Mm -hmm. They make little starter kit type things, you know, for people, okay. but you don't even need to do that. You can just grow. People will show, like people that are just starting out on the microgreen pages, they'll show like, look what I did. I, you know, I just use my takeout <laughs> tray and. Right. Like, it's an aluminum great. pan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't, so, and then just, you know, good lighting. Okay. So, so they don't need a cover, like a little greenhouse effect. I mean, you, you, I would, I mean, if you're just trying it out, you probably could, you know, find something to give it some blackout for that day or two, but you really, I mean, you don't have to just grow it a little bit longer and you want to always um, cut your greens before they get their true leaf, because once they get their true leaf, they get a little bit, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, the flavor they're just, yeah, they're not as sweet. They get, okay. they, they change flavor. So Okay. Um, yeah. Once they get that true leaf, that's when it's like, okay, you need to cut and you can always taste them too, as you go, like, are they ready? Let's taste it and find out. No, they're not, you know, or yes, they are. So. Hmm. What does it taste like if they're not ready? Are they just not? I mean, they're still going to be really sweet and yummy, but I would get more growth out of it if I could, you know, okay. to make them a little bit more longer, you know, okay. more dense. Yeah. What's your favorite to grow? I love the radish. I really oh, do. You said I, radish. I, I like the sunflower. I still like, I mean, I love them all, but the spicy mix and the radish are our two top um, requested greens that we sell. Um, I love the sunflower on sandwiches or wraps. You know, they're, they're really good. That yeah. sounds good. Here's the yeah. thing we always battle with, like with sandwiches for, you know, for example, um, we we don't grow lettuce here in the summertime no. like, at all. Like you can get arugula a little later in the spring. Um, you know, there there are some things you can do a little bit warmer, but everything bolts. We don't grow those things. So we don't ever have that fresh in the summer. Microgreens would be a great thing to do yeah. on your countertop or just go buy them from Charlene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have another minute to start something new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love it. We love it. So yeah, we'll be doing, uh, we, we also are trying our hand at cantaloupe and um, cantaloupe oh. are really amazing and they smell or they smell, they taste a lot like cucumber. It's Ooh. just they're so good. They're really good. So that was another one that kind of gave us some trouble too, that we had to figure out what are we doing wrong? Okay. Uh, I have never heard of anybody doing cantaloupe as a microgreen. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of that? No, not any <laughs> kind of fruit. Yeah, they're really good. They're they're a little fuzzy at first, um, but they are so refreshing. Everyone that we've given them to, because that was another test one that we did once we figured out what we did wrong. Um, okay. They were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> you know. So, so huh. could, could you do any kind of melon then, I guess? You know, I don't know. I know cantaloupe is the one that a lot of people had talked about, and I haven't looked to see if other melons were listed as, you know, a microgreen seed on our, we buy a lot of our seeds from True Leaf Market, but then there's mm -hmm. another one that's a, one called Greener Harvest. They have some good seeds too, so we've been kind of getting a little bit, bit from both. Yeah, like I wonder if a honeydew melon would be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was 
watermelon. Water, ooh, yeah. watermelon. Or like Kajaris or yeah. something like that. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't looked those up, but yeah, I'll have to it's look fresh. Them. I bet there's like a, a fresh taste to that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. Hmm. So, what would you say is the easiest seed to try to start out with for somebody who's just starting? I would say any of like the radish, the spicy, or the broccoli. They're all very easy. They're forgiving. If mm-hmm. you don't give it enough water one day and you water it. I mean, they all kind of perk back up. Um, I think the sunflower are super, I mean, they're all pretty easy to do. Um, pea is just phenomenal. They're, they're strong. Except um, not cilantro. Yeah, not cilantro. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Nope. No. <laughs> all right. That is, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to come see you this weekend at your market, actually. What market are you okay. going to be at? Yeah. It'll be the Lake Asbury Market. Okay, Lake Asbury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this yeah. will be our first time doing right. this market. So, um, And we're doing live cutting. So that was another thing we weren't sure if we were going to do or not because a lot of we were going to just cut package and take them to market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of everybody that we have seen on the um, on the pages for microgreens, like if you take it live, you will sell out. And so... We're hoping, you know, we'll see what happens. That's so neat. And I've never even heard of anybody cutting it live like that. That's Uh -uh. neat. And so is that on Saturday only or Saturday and Sunday? It's just Saturday. And I want to say it's like nine to three or nine to four, something like that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So this podcast will air the day before that. So if you're local, if you're local, go to the Lake Asbury market, go see Charlene with square, square roots. Uh, yep. Square root microgreens, Thank you. right? <laughs> yes. Yep. Thank that's right. You. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, are there any last words that you have for somebody starting out? Just try it. Just see what Just happens. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, sow your seeds, you know, pretty dense in your container, but not super dense, you know, spread them out, see what happens, you know, they're going to grow. I mean, you really can't mess it up, you know, so. That's exactly what we tell people about gardening. Like, just put some seeds in the ground. You're going to grow something. Right. right. I was telling somebody the other day, like, it's created to grow. Right. Yeah. Like, if we steward it, Mm -hmm. it will grow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not a whole lot of messing up you can do. What's, like, the right temperature? I meant to ask you that earlier. What's the right temperature for that room you have them set up in? Yeah. So, we um, we just got a new air conditioner. Whoop, whoop. Um, And we're keeping it a little cooler here in this house. Uh, We keep it at 75 during the day. We were at 77, and it was still fine. We weren't having any mold issues. But this air conditioner does a really good job of keeping the humidity lower in the home, which has been phenomenal. So, anything below 50% mold can't grow. So um, I think the, when I checked it this morning, it was like at 41, which is great. Like that's, it's never been that low. So I would say like, just keep it cool. You don't want mold. So anything that's going to, you know, be at the right humidity and temperature control, you're going to be fine. This was super interesting. I'm glad that we had you on. Um, I haven't thought about microgreens in so long. Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, other than that would be nice to have every now and then it crosses my mind. I see somebody's doing it or selling it or, you know, you see a reel or whatever. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we don't have a lot of markets around here either where you would find that kind of thing. Um, The markets that we do have are a lot of like 
arts and crafts kind of market. Yeah. We don't have, we don't have any good food markets nearby. They're all right. far away. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I have a lot of people I'm saying. going to do really well. I hope so. There's a lot of people that have told me, oh, I buy them at the St. Augustine market or in Fernandina or they're all on the beach. It's just so far it's away. so far. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. doing. So, well. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a few coming up. We've got some markets that we've, and I normally do them for my cookies. And so mm-hmm. I know how to do markets, which is great because I do them for that. So right. it's kind of fun to switch gears and do something that's healthy. And people I think will be excited about their health, yeah. you know, yeah. getting them. A lot of people are these days. So yeah. I think just the experience of watching you cut them and package them for them to take, yeah. like that doesn't get part, fresher. Right. 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 That's right. part of the fun of buying it at market. Yeah. That's, I yeah. think that's be awesome. Yeah. Well, and hopefully there'll be more markets popping up mm-hmm. in our little yeah. area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I heard that too. I saw that online not too long ago. There was a pretty long thread about um, people want it specifically a food market mm-hmm. in Middleburg. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the common answer mm-hmm. throughout all those comments. Everybody was like, we want food. We have enough candles and earrings. Right. And, <laughs> you know, bookmarks. Yeah. 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 Crocheted little doilies. And- right. Right. <laughs> Real food. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Can't blame them. Yeah. Can't blame them. Can't blame them. Nope. Yep. All right. Well, well good luck, Charlene. We thank hope you. That- little business takes off. Yeah. And, um, I'm so excited for you yeah. and, and can't wait to talk more about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And cool yeah. that you and your husband finally found that thing that yeah. y'all can do together because we've known each other for a while. And I, I heard you say, you've said that for years, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. we really want to work together. So that's yeah. cool. He can, that's we can do lot. this. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that. Like they're doing the homestead thing and yeah. they want to bring their husbands home. Yeah. And like that's you we, hear we, that we want to bring our husbands home. Right. Like they're both they both work, you know, manual labor jobs yeah. and climbing ladders in an age where like everything hurts <laughs> and if they yeah. fall off the ladder, it's not gonna be good. No, <laughs> you right. Know? No. So like right. we would we we're looking into that in the future, like they can't do that forever. And yeah, uh, right. Yeah, it, it would be good to bring them home. So. That's the plan. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I'm and, so happy for you. And how cool Thank that Micro Greens lets you grow food inside out of the heat. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. it's so funny because we dream a little bit about okay, when we can put this many more racks in the bedroom, and then we're going to have to probably get like an air conditioned shed, but that's way down the road, right? Like we right. have a lot of room left in that room to put more okay. racks in. So yeah. we're excited to see what happens cool. and just, you know, every chance we get, we'll buy a little bit more and grow a little bit more. So that's the plan. And it's something you can do year round. It's not, yeah. it doesn't have to be a seasonal thing. That's so. and, it's, and it's so sustainable. And my sister lives in Oregon and we talk about this all the time. If something were to happen, she's like, would you just like grow your microgreens and eat them? Like, no, I'd plant them in the ground and grow a big head of broccoli. Because right. I can eat that. <laughs> you know longer than I can eat the mic like that's what I I have all these seeds I would plant them in the ground and you know depending on the time of year obviously but we're always talking about you know prepping and are you prepared for this and do you have food for that and it's comforting to know that we have these seeds you know yeah right there's promise in the seed yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure very nice all yeah. right, Charlene. Well, thank you so much for joining You're us welcome. today. Thank you. Oh, yeah. we, we have learned so much in just a short conversation. Um, we had no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
so great. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to y'all next week. All right. Bye.